It is my absolute pleasure to award the 2022 Common Medal to Charlie Cano from the Carlton Book Club. He Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow Medal, Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Welcome to the Blue Pod. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, that was not the season launching game we wanted. In fact, beating us was a cakewalk for the pies. <laughs> I got no nourishment. And I just want to acknowledge <laughs> the pain and suffering of everyone that went through that game out there today. But uh, we'll just need to get busy getting better. <laughs> get back to work and we'll improve for next week, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to work on it. Uh, if you're new to the Blue Pod, interesting week to tune in for the first time because we're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but we break the pod down into a four-quarter performance. In the first quarter, we talk about um, our reactions to the game more broadly. In the second quarter, we dive deep on the players. In the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective. And in the fourth quarter, we open our mailbag, which is full of despondence and rage and all of the feelings we're feeling. So I'll look forward to that for a bit of therapy. Maddie, shall we dive in? Let's go. All right, Maddie. Collingwood 13 7, 85, defeated Carlton 7 15, 57. Goals Charlie Kerner with three, McKay with two, and Owies with two. Disposal getters Doherty led the way on 34, Cher on 33, Walsh 29, Cripps 26, and Akers. 25. Maddie, uh, fifth loss in six games, uh, with their only win being the practice match, frankly, against West Coast. How are you left feeling after that one? It's a weird feeling. It's it's almost sort of what we expected going into it, though, wasn't it? It's what we sort of were concerned. Um, your little shocking. yeah, your little uh, summary at the end of the last pod going into this game, where you sort of previewed the game and you said something like the, you know, attacking confident pies up against the slow, you know, uh, yeah. Vulnerable Slow blues. blues. Yeah. And that's the way it played out. I, it would, a little unlucky. So I thought early on in the game, especially in maybe in the first five or ten minutes, the Pies got a bit lucky with some of their hack kicks going forward. Um, they were just pushing the ball. That's what happens, isn't it, though? When you're on, you're on, and when you're streaming forward and playing with confidence, yeah. it just follows. <clears throat> there was just a lot of kicks that they just hacked forward with no – method uh, and they just fell on the chest of their forwards and then they made the most of them. And then mm. Sauce went in the ruck and then we got smashed oh. out of the middle for 10 minutes or something. And then that was pretty Kira much... couldn't get back on the ground. Yeah, and that was pretty much game over. And then the ball was just flying in. Um, Weeders and Young were trying to zone off and were all out of position. The ball was coming in far too quick for them and they weren't in the right spots and they were getting made to look silly. And uh, then we, yeah. could ne- we just never caught them up, did we? No, we always let Collingwood get a jump, I feel. And when they stormed out of the blocks, five goals to one in the opening quarter, we never trimmed that margin back. For the rest of the game, we were relatively competitive. But we were never – Collingwood are the best team in the competition right now. It's To give them that kind of head start, you just felt like it was hopeless from the get-go. Yeah. It's just – it was weird how we went about it. The the first five or ten minutes, you, I sort of forgive with the – like a, a few things just going the magpies way. And like you say, when you're, when you're hot, you're hot sort of thing. But – Sauce looked so far out of his depth in the ruck and we got smashed out of the oh, middle and there's not much we could do about that. And the the way the ball was coming in, the, and even Weeders, my check just kept on being left wide open. He was sitting 15 metres off behind him. He was setting up for uh, just like help intercept and help out other de- other defenders. 
but the ball wasn't coming in like that and then there wasn't much pressure on the ball sometimes either. So Majacek was just pretty much running run by himself in our forward line for most of the game. Yeah, it was hopeless. Um, Between had- him and Darcy Moore, we just – gave them a license to run around and do what they wanted. We certainly there. did. Young had a horror first start. He had a he slipped at a crucial point and gave his player a, mm. a chess mark. He had one where he just tried to hatch an egg and like laid on the footy um, <laughs> and gave him a free kick, which is just yeah. stupid. Like everyone knows you can't do that. Um, yeah. And he was very lucky where he actually was clearing. I think they kicked the ball out of on the full and he and he shanked it off the side of his ankle and went straight back to the pies, but they didn't get a goal. But he was doing his best to give them a, a hand as well. It was just – it really was a horror Hopeless. start when you're really hoping we're going to come out um, and really make a, a big you know, big go at it early, make it a big contest and, and uh, hopefully try getting the game. But it was it was pretty, uh, pretty wrapped up early, wasn't it? I don't know if it's the – blind Carlton supporter in me, but I just had a little feeling that we we might have upset them today. We might have, you know, wanted revenge from last season, come out firing, this could launch our season, take this scalp. I had a little bit of stupid hope. It's the hope that kills you. I knew logically we're not going to win this game, but for some reason I was a bit excited going into it. I was a bit thinking, here we go. And just to start like that, and I felt deflated so quickly. Yeah. I'm just so disappointed, well, Maddie. Historically, being the underdogs has, has worked for us sometimes. They're, they're the games you tend yeah. to pop up for, the big game, the underdog game. You come out, this is your chance uh, exactly. and snare the win. And then we used to sort of lament the fact that we dropped games against teams we should beat. Unfortunately, now we're beating teams below us and we're losing to all the teams above us and that just leaves us smack bang left in the middle. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what concerns me most about today. And Collingwood are the best team in the comp, so obviously we got beaten by a really good side. But we don't have that many injuries to blame. That was a pretty good 22 out on the park. Mm-hmm. We didn't first quarter aside with the defending. We didn't actually play that awful in many ways. Like it seemed to be like we kind of were okay, yet we still never looked like winning the game because our skills were so poor, the plan was so poor. It looked like the effort was there at times. It looked like we had a good team on the park yet we were no chance. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you're right. We did fight back and and uh, and make it a better make it a better effort. But gee, we just okay, okay, we'll get on to what Voss said in his presser at some point. And he's Yeah, absolutely. Him and Doc have gone come out with the their line going forwards, it's our defence isn't good enough. We've got to do better team defence, which is true. I um had in my notes on the game that we don't do follow-up pressure. So a lot of chase yeah. and pressure the guy wants, um, but then they don't keep applying that pressure and the Magpies were able just to keep flipping a handball around until eventually all our guys just gave up and just watched them walk it out of the situation they were in, which yeah. I think was really disappointing and then allowed them to get some easy easy movement of the ball. But, gee, we had some silly moments going forward. Um, there Horrific. was a. I can. I've got a list of them here. Just and I'll rattle them off real quick. There was a three. Rattle them off, please. Go. Three v two in our forward line, uh, where Charlie was one of the players, and Motlop flew from behind over the top of everyone, which left no one on the ground. I thought that was a oh, weird choice God. for a small forward. Let Charlie. You got two smalls. Let Charlie compete. He should get the ball to ground, and then we outnumber them on the ground, and would have been an easy goal, or should have been an easy goal, but didn't yep. eventuate. Um, we had, uh, there was one where Doc did a good kick into the middle to try create something. Um, and Acres dropped uh, an easy mark, uh, which, yeah, you know, know yep. uh, there was the one where Weeders did a really good mark in the back line. And then I think Young confused him. Quarter? Yep. Uh, Young told him to switch and he looked, it wasn't on, he stopped, propped, 
didn't have an option. Eventually, kicked it. Tried to chip it to uh, Sauce, who um, was didn't that mark when it. we had the run of play in the third quarter, and then they got that goal against the flow. It was. From yep. Yeah, I was enraged at that point. Yep. Um, Motlop in that quarter also tried to do a check side inside out from fifty meters, which was never going to happen. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then the fourth, when we, I think we we're going a bit in the fourth as well. Um, Doc moved into the middle. Um, there was a bit of a risky play on from Cripps where Sauce got a mark and had a shot on goals. Tough shot he missed. Um, but then we just – we some of our players just – sometimes some of their choices are bizarre. Harry took a mark out of defense, which was great. It's what we want him doing. And just went to play on. He wanted to get it, obviously, to Charlie as fast as possible. But Charlie wasn't in the right spot. He had no way of kicking it. Ended up just chipping it into – I think it was Pendlebury in the middle of the ground. Turnover. Yeah. I remember um, exactly the one you were talking about. It was – hopeless it's like he'd been told by boss you got to go you got to go but if there's absolutely no option on then then yep. don't go walsh lays a, a great tackle and then proceeds to kick it out in the full um yeah doc streaming into an open 50 and elects to take the shot and falls about 15 meters short when he had probably three or four forwards that were all wide open inside the 50 um yeah ed choosing to kick it to charlie on a two-on-one where he was pretty much never never a hope and then the final Ed only kicks it to Charlie, really. Yeah, I know there's a few people whinging about that in the crowd. And then the final one yeah. was um, there was one where Walsh was streaming forward through the 50 and didn't see a Pies player closing him out to the last second and popped up a hospital handball to a teammate and that just killed what should have been a, a shot on goal. There's just there were so many, and I was just sort of every now and yeah. then going, gee, that was poor. And our execution going forward, whether it's a, a bad uh, skill, like a, a dropped a dropped mark or a missed kick. Or someone making just a horrible decision. decision. It was it mm. was horrendous. And it's been like that all year. We've, we've, our inefficiency going forward is is, is terrible. But it's terrible. Uh, we, we're both. That's a damning list. Man. Yeah, there was just so many chances where you're just like, oh, that is so far off it. And I know they've come out saying, you know, a defense first, but um, both ends of the grounds. You know, when and we've had a lot of focus on the forward end because we've got a good good forward setup and we should be kicking more points and we don't we don't score we had a couple quarters we really kicked a goal again today um you know we've only been kicking 50 or 60 points a game for the last few weeks yeah. uh yeah it's just it's the the whole game the whole game's concerning yeah i could not agree more i agree that our team defense is a problem but going the other way looks like just as much if not more of a problem to me did you see uh still side bottom having a laugh at the end of the game with cameron ling have no, I, I missed that. I've got a few things which I thought were interesting um, before and after the game. Okay, well, still saved side bottom just quickly. Um, was in an interview with Darcy Moore and Cameron Ling, and this everyone it, it, I'll repost it on our socials, and they're talking about how well Darcy Moore played. Oh no, I was listening. Yeah, sorry, I'll, I, yeah. I'll let you finish it. I do know what you're talking. I was listening to it. I didn't know yeah. who the person was saying it. Yeah, it was still side bottom. He basically says, "I shouldn't say this, but I was watching them kick it to Moore over and over again. And I couldn't help but laugh." Yeah. The opposition are laughing. We're laughable with our offensive movement. That's yep. where we're at now. They thought it was funny. The other thing that annoyed me about um, Sidebottom, last year in round 23, he carved us up on the wing. He goes out to the wing again. He plays on Holland's and Cotter's side and carves yep. us up again. Had 19 touches at halftime. Uh, this is the thing. How it's can you like, let him um, get away with that The Adelaide again? game where they played that defensive role on side. I feel like teams are rolling out the same tactics again and we haven't adjusted for them. Yeah. Um, I just don't know, Maddie. The thing is, even though you've reeled off those horror decisions and those horror skills, you take that out of it and it's like there were moments where we looked good, we looked on. We did have a few and passages. And that's what was confusing me. Yeah, I but was we like, actually we're not moved actually it. actually 
awful, but we just finish every nice chain with something disgusting that ruins it. I think um, one thing. Or we hold them and we get no scoreboard pressure whatsoever. And so, and they get one against the flow. So even when we're good and we're pressing, we're not capitalizing, but we have good moments, but we have nothing to show for it. And that's what's concerning me. One adjustment I thought that they uh, sort of made in the second half was um, just using or going for the best option or just using all our players. I think if, uh, early on, I think we've become a very predictable team. Um, so predictable, Matty. It's painful. There was a funny situation where Cripps was running and he clearly wanted to give it to Walsh um, to kick it. And the Collingwood player pretty much didn't even go to Cripps because he was like, well, he's not going to kick it. And he just was shadowing Walsh. And as soon as he gave the handball, he nailed Walsh in a tackle. It's, it's really be. obvious what we're trying to do. It's the same way as when we go forwards. Everyone knows that, you know, we're always going to kick it down the line and we're always going to go wide on the wing and we always go long to Harry and Charlie. And they, they set up front. It makes us easy to play against. Some of our best passages of play were where we had some unlikely types involved, where we had like a Ed Kerno, Cotters, and there was, you know, probably like a Crips in there somewhere as well. Yeah, always. And they were open and we used them and they were good kicks and, and we moved the ball, like make everyone a threat. It's, yeah, we've just, yeah. we've talked about our game plan being very stagnant and boring and I think it's all very predictable and uh, we try to play to our strengths and I think that's, we've overdone it, um, I reckon. Yeah, no, absolutely. With the offensive stuff, Maddie, we'll get to Voss's presser again, but worth a watch if anyone listening hasn't had a watch of it. A bit more emotion in this one than usual. Um, but he talked about offensively, mistakes happen, but it's not just mistakes. It's We are so atrocious at moving the ball inside 50 at the moment. We are the most predictable, the most – our skills, our foot skills for an AFL team seem so subpar at the moment. And like you said, the decision-making, I feel like that's – a. I don't know. If I had to pick a bigger issue, I'd team defense or that. I'd say they're pretty on par. If not, offense is more of a concern. It feels like a perfect storm at the moment. There's this – we're probably not the best skilled team in the world. There's all this doubt about what players are trying to do, which compounds the situation. And then we have a few bad games, so confidence is down. Yeah. And, and all that combined has just made us look really average uh, out on the field and what we're trying to achieve. It just doesn't look good. And you can see the – the panic and confusion and the, the way we're playing it's yeah um and then the difference with the collingwood team who you know they want the ball in their hands they want to be involved and you swear there's some guys on the carlton field who are praying the ball doesn't go near them sometimes or they're not they're the one that totally. doesn't you know they don't want to have to be the one to kick the ball there's yeah there's and they just quickly dish it off to get it out of their hands to a teammate under even more pressure just so it's not them you know that's yeah, kind of the energy yeah. sometimes a bit of survival there was a, probably a few times in that game where the the backmen weren't peeling off their player because they wanted to make sure their player didn't get the ball um mm-hmm. yeah there's there's it's it's can turn quickly uh in football with the with the psyche and um yeah and such such a competitive league it's 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 fine margins between winning and losing and uh yeah we've found that out i think we're on the other side of the ledger more often than not lately absolutely we've talked about the belief and it looks like the group is just totally devoid of belief in what they're doing at the moment because we're not getting those wins we're not building confidence and we just look confused and like we don't back ourselves in out there and uh yet at the same time you'd think that we know exactly what we're doing because it's incredibly predictable to anyone else <laughs> incredibly incredibly confused i don't know maddie we are recording this night of the game so disclaimer there's a bit more emotion probably but how are you left feeling is it i'm starting to feel like finals are uh, are starting to be a, a stretch yeah a bit of a pipe dream this season. Uh, unfortunately it was just 
We've, we've lost five of the last six or is that what the stat is now? Yeah, five of the last six and yeah. that one we met one was West Coast. So. It's back to the Carlton days of old where you don't see many wins. There was a stretch where we went to so many games and didn't see a win for such a long time in person. Uh, yeah. And then we had that great run last year where, you know, heaps of wins and it's been better, a bit better over recent years but just feels like we're back where we were three or four years ago somehow but with a more mature... Uh, improved team exactly. it's weird it and is this strange is the problem maddie we've got this group who are backing in they're on they're a talented list they're on big contracts this is the group this is the time we've talked about it and this is the frustration and the concern of the fan base i think that if this group aren't clicking and can't do it now how long are we in for i mean we're a long-suffering supporter base to be honest the the thing that i found most concerning out of today and we'll probably just once we move on and we'll talk about it later. We'll go get into the second quarter and talk about the players. But uh, mm-hmm. in Just got event first. Voss's presser, the teaser for later, he made the comment, uh, if we're not scoring, they shouldn't be either. And that is not the psyche I want in our team. Yeah, I know. I heard that too and thought, uh, that sounds like the most dour plan ever. Like, let's just have no one scoring. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's it's a worry, Maddie. Um Obviously, they're a good side, so we should try to put it in perspective. And I thought we actually looked better than we have in previous weeks at times, but I almost think that's the concerning thing. We didn't look as bad as we have at times, yet we look so far off it. That's what's worrying for me. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. We could probably rant for, for a while, but let's maybe move on and dive deep on the players and get into the second quarter. All right, second quarter. We name our whipping boy and our boy. Uh, whipping boy, someone who we want to improve and pretty self-explanatory name. Our boy, <laughs> someone who might not make our best and fairest votes, but we liked what they brought. Let's start with a positive if we can, Maddie. Who's your boy this week? And I've only got one name, so I hope you haven't stolen him. Uh, I've only got one too. So I've put down Owies. Okay, different. Thank goodness. Hey. Uh <laughs> Couple goals again. Um, I think he missed one narrowly, so he almost could have had three. Um, It's a shame he missed that one, actually. I thought that could have been... Could have been a good one. In games, there were a few moments like when Charlie had had that moment that could have... Yeah, that would have been a big one. Um, Look, he didn't get into my votes, but I thought two goals, one, a few touches. Ever since he's come, he's had a good year. If You missed those games with injuries, but all the games he's been involved in, he's... Got a lot of goals and um, getting a really good return. Impact. Yeah. So uh, after I gave out a few votes, I didn't really have too many others I wanted to, to give a mention to. So uh, here was it for me. No, good choice. I've gone with Boyd. Um, coming back into the side, I thought he was handy. I thought he played his guts out. You could tell he was trying. Yeah. Um, you know, you haven't seen someone for a while. It's like when we had Cottrell come back in and you're like, oh, that's refreshing. I miss what you bring to the team. I kind of had that feeling with Boyd today that um, – Yeah. I, thought, I, liked, I like what he does with the ball. I thought he had a good impact. I thought he was really honest. He had that really great moment where he ran back and, and spoiled the ball. Yes. It's funny because everyone that was sitting around, or just the crowd in general, the murmur over the last month is when everyone gets the ball, especially someone like Young. And Young has a really terrible habit of standing on the spot for his full 10 seconds just or whatever it is, just, yeah. just sort of stuttering before he decides to kick the ball and it's just so slow and painful to watch. That epitomises the team, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, and everyone's always – and then if anyone does that, hesitates after marking, everyone's like, kick it, kick it, why don't you kick it to so-and-so, he's open. And Boyd was getting the ball and he doesn't hesitate. He just gets it and he boots it and he goes for what he thinks is the best go straight away. Yes, And it's just exactly. funny. It's like – Supporters are so fickle. There's a couple of people just being like, oh, have a look before you kick it. And I'm like, no, that's 
sort of what we want. That's what we want him to do. Yeah, instinctive football. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. So I really like it. I hope he holds his spot. Um, I thought he was good today. Probably uh, an easier task again, unfortunately. Who's your whipping boy? There's more Uh, I oddly found it uh, tricky, a little tricky as well. There's a few that um, probably saved themselves in the second half. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Motlop. He just made a lot of mistakes that annoyed me this what week. What do you mind? You were kind of digging some barbs in in the first quarter there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a – one of the things I mentioned, he's, he's sort of can be a one-effort player on, on defense. He does lay a good tackle, but he chases once and then he looks like he's he's done. Um, yeah. Yeah, that 3v2 when he flew and I don't think he should have. He tried to snap mm. it from 50. Uh, he just tried to do a few decision making. Yeah, just did a few. Like he did multiple things. That I was just like, "What are you? What are you thinking, buddy?" And um, small forwards sometimes go for the the lower percentage options. It's sort of in their DNA a bit sometimes. But I felt like yep. he didn't get it right too often um, today. Yep. No fair call. I'll take that. Um, I've gone for weedering. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Um, what is going on? I'm going for it. He's just, I just almost think he should be dropped. He is just epitomizing what's wrong with the team. That turnover in the third quarter that absolutely got me irate. We were finally pressing like we'd held. There was a, there was some hope. Our co-captain, one of our allegedly best players, if there's any debate over whether Moore or Weedering's a better player, that was put to bed today. today. (laughs) He gets the ball and does this careless Awful kick. They turn it over. They kick a goal, and it saps the energy out of the whole team. He comes out during the week and speaks to Gerard um, Waitley on Sen and says that the team needs to be better. And I'm just, I'm not seeing it for him. Um, I saw a tweet, and I don't have the name of the person here. I'm sorry, but someone said that he is the tone setter of safe, poor, lethargic football from the back half. And I just, I just agree. I think he arguably needs a spell. But who do you replace him with? It's just mm. really disappointing to see such a lapse in form from him. And careless use of the ball at times. Yeah, and he didn't have much impact on the game. He only had eight touches, four marks. Uh, he's a, a shell of the man that was so dependable for the last few years. Yeah, uh, I'm disappointed. And what impact he did have was negative, Maddie. I feel like that moment in the third quarter, there were moments in games for me. So I alluded to it earlier, but we had that moment where we were coming a little bit. It was like 29 to 50-something. And if we'd got a goal, it would have been 35 Fifty something, you know, it starts to feel like a, a bit less daunting that scoreboard gap. Yeah. Um. And Ed, sorry, Charlie had a kicked it to Ed, gave it back to Charlie, and he missed. I feel like if he'd kicked that, that's fine. I, no heat on either of them. But if he kicked that, it's a hard goal. But I thought Ed did the right thing by handballing it. If Charlie's running past you there, you'd probably back him. But it's a shame we didn't kick that. It could have been a moment to kind of get the crowd involved and turn it around. The other moment that stood out to me was the weedering turnover that I've already ranted about. I just felt like that sapped the energy. We'd been trying and trying and trying and something so careless. Just the minute that happened, I thought, stuff it. This, any hope we had is gone. And yeah. for that from him, Mr. Reliable, incredibly disappointing. I was watching him pretty close and especially early on when when my the ball was coming in, my check seemed to be on there every time. But like, I'm yeah. sure they had a plan, but gee, like – they don't have much like. of a forward line and to sit 15 metres off him and sometimes even more and he's clearly trying to position himself in a in like sort of a dangerous position and it did, doesn't pay off. Like he's, And you wonder if that's more symptomatic of uh, our midfield applying pressure and the way the ball's coming in. But, gee, when it happens over... It's a lot and, of space to give him. Yeah, over and over and over again. Uh, it was just, yeah, I thought it was very much unlike... 
him to to give up. It's like he wasn't willing to pay him any respect, and uh, yeah. and not not that he's a, an amazing player, but Mychek had you know four goals, yeah, ten touches, had I think eight eight marks. Um, he won the jewel, that's for sure. Yeah, it was just so so uh, damning, and yeah, he's. Uh, Would you consider dropping him, Maddie? I know that's a big call, but we have some options. To um, no, I don't think I would drop no him good, just because if you do, and I was watching him today and he is setting up a whole defense. He's telling everyone where to stand, uh, which I think is fairly valuable. I just, I think we talked about it in previous weeks or maybe touched on it. Let's, maybe he needs a different role. Um, maybe he yeah. needs to play that McGovern role, right? Like don't make him accountable. Um, try make him the spare or, but he is that lockdown type defender, really. Yeah, and he's not quick, I which just, is a problem. So he can't do what McGovern does, who maybe sits on one of the smaller uh, forwards and yeah, uh, and uh, you know can play off them if they're you know if they're not as much of a threat and sort of gets a bit of best of both worlds. Weeders isn't able to do that. He's it's a tricky one. I don't think you can drop him only because we don't but really. Something needs to get him out of this funk. I just don't know how because it's just been it's been a pretty average year from him to be honest. I don't know if dropping him would do the trick, but whatever it is, something needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> to turn it around because it's costing us. It is. It's hurting. Uh, speaking of people, uh, give an honourable mention to a whipping boy, um, and I hate naming him as this because we love him on the Blue Pod, but <laughs> Sauce. Yeah. Got himself out of my whipping boy for he got a few marks on the lead in the in the last quarter I think it was managed to actually finally get his hands on it, but he yeah, was okay. a he was a liability for three quarters wasn't he? He really was. Obviously that patch which wasn't really his fault, but he just got absolutely destroyed in the ruck. He gave away free kicks there. He just was not offering much at all. No. Um, I've seen a suggestion. I just should give people credit where credit's due. I don't know who this was from either. Somewhere on the Twitter sphere or somewhere that. Is it worth doing – we need to do something different. We need to shuffle the magnets the way the game's going. Should Sauce be dropped? Should McGovern be given a go forward or something? We just need a genuine third option because we're targeting Harry and Charlie uh, and Sauce isn't really giving that third option. So I don't know. Maybe that's an option because he's just not giving us a lot at them right now. There was some shuffling of the magnets today and I don't know how it ended up like this. So maybe he'd just come up. McGovern was forward uh, for a very small glimpse of time. Uh, or at least he contested like a ball got kicked out of defence and he was the one set up contesting it. So I'm not sure how that came about. Right. Um, and I, I thought, oh, here we go, something you know, something different. McGovern's going to press forward, but it was only a short-lived uh, foray. It must have been to just you know, maybe just come off the bench and that's just where he ended up or I'm not sure right, okay. you know, as the rotation. It necessarily happened. a move. But Sauce just... He just doesn't give. He doesn't. He doesn't have a point of difference in any of the positions he plays at the moment. Yeah. Um, he did have seven tackles, uh, but he went at fifty percent disposal efficiency. Only had twelve touches. Um, had that one shot on goal, but until the last quarter, I reckon he probably must have only had three or four touches going into the last quarter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they weren't impressive. Uh, peak behind the, you know fourth wall or whatever it is for listeners. Maddie, I can't see you right now. Oh. <laughs> but we'll fix it up while we keep talking. Is it annoying you? Is it, is it the mic in the way? Can you see me at all? I cannot see you at all. Your camera has disappeared. So sorry, Blue Crew. We can't uh, look at the rage in each other's face and the big gesturing going on as we talk. But Maddie will fix that up as we talk. Yeah. Um, let's continue to the back line. Um, we started with McKay. You've talked about Young. Obviously a pretty abysmal game from him as well, unfortunately. Yeah, he he fought fought back. I thought, but he 
took a couple marks and looked a bit more, um, I don't know, uh, not aggressive, but confident. I don't know. There's a word I was searching for, but couldn't get it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he looked real shaky early on. I think similar to Waiter, he just got caught out of position a lot um, and just never managed to recover. Well, it was hard how fast it was coming in, I suppose. Um, Sadi didn't have his best day either. You're back. I know. Sorry, I've been getting away, working away on it. No, Saab was well held. Yeah, I sort of noticed he was quiet and then checked his stats and he, he was uh, not getting much of it. It seemed to be well held. Yeah, which which hurts because we need that run from him. Um, who else do we have in the back line, Maddie? I'm going blank well, as I'm looking. We mentioned Boyd who had a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, we had Kennedy sitting in the back line in the second half. I what don't is know. going on with that? It's I like, just, honestly. Oh, is it? I feel like they sort of went to everyone, like all their midfield group who they wanted to play, and they're like, look, we've got a couple too many of you slow inside mids. We need you guys to be a little flexible. And so it's like Kennedy and Chero have been like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll float across half back and and Doc's like, yeah, I can go forwards and Walsh is like, oh, you know, they've all sort of got their little spot they they go to. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, a... Yeah. Kennedy, it, I don't like the Kennedy as a back experiment. Neither He's, do I. It seem, doesn't seem right, does it? Is, yeah. Nah. I don't like it at all. He plays. He's come on and had an impact in the guts. Let's just leave him there. I just. I don't know what's going on with that. Let's speak about the midfield um, and someone who kind of plays quasi all positions. I thought Doherty, one of our best by far, just tried his guts out out there and tried to, to do all he could to make it happen today. Yeah, the from what I could see, they started him maybe more in his traditional halfback role and then and then uh, pushed him into the guts when we got desperate and. He had a good game, yeah. uh, 34 touches, 25 kicks, four tackles. Um, yeah, he was he was very good. Yeah, I liked what I saw from him. What about Ed Kerno, Maddie? It was some people were surprised with his selection over some others who were pressing. Obviously, the plan for Dacos, I suppose, um, is why he got selected in the team. But I was wondering, speaking of Kennedy, uh, you know, he did that shutdown job on the bond. I know it's a different type of player, but would that have been an option? Or Walshy, I guess, has better legs and could have played a role on him. Yeah, you don't want to lose. We need a Kerno for that. You don't want to lose Walsh. I think we just had the. I think the issue we was we didn't have anyone that could go with uh, Nick Dacos, and uh, they obviously and then Vossa and the presser they decide that that's who they were going to go after. That was the priority. Um, yeah. You can't put Hewitt on him. You can't put Kennedy on him. Uh, you don't want to put Walsh on him if you don't have to. So Ed's sort of the obvious choice um, if he's going to be in the team. And so mm-hmm. he did an all right job on him. Uh, he kept, did. Kept him to 27 touches, um, didn't really have much influence on the game. Uh, but, gee, it seems to come at a little bit of a, a cost, doesn't it? Exactly. It came at a huge cost. Um, also, we had Hewitt as the sub this week. We presumed yeah. because he was being managed, but... I don't know. I feel like we could have done with him out there earlier. And two weeks in a row with with, uh, Hollands getting subbed out pretty early in the game. Yeah, and I don't know. It's not a like-for-like really. We need more run and Hollands gets subbed out and I know he's probably getting a bit tired and there's some management there, but I don't know. I wasn't sure about that either. Yeah, it's what they've been doing with the sub. We sort of were like maybe they're just trying to rotate him, get him fresh, but... Yeah. Hewitt had the 10 touches, well, 11 touches. It wasn't like it was a disaster. Holland had 10 in the first half, so 21 between them, which, you know, it's not a, a terrible output. But having Hewitt come on forced us to sh- – I think it was part of the reason we shuffled all the magnets. We had Kenny go back and, um, you know, there was a few a few things had to happen. Yeah, because we had to fill a winger and replace him with an inside. So we had to sort of move everyone around a little. And 
Um, look, arguably we had a second, better second half, but I thought it was almost with more players out of position. If, if they don't fit, they don't fit. I don't think you want to be playing Kennedy at halfback. I think it's an odd no, sub-choice. Um, it seemed like a planned move uh, unless, you know, they were just really unhappy with... No, they have been they had him playing that role for a few weeks in a row before he um, kind of got dropped and then came in as a sub and had that impact. So the experiments failed as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't want to see it again. Yeah, it, it, they tried to do something a little bit different with it, which I don't mind trying to do something a bit different with the sub, but I just don't think what the direction they've chosen to go in is the, the best one. What did you make of Kennedy's game? We've spoken about how he's being used, but what do you think of his performance? Um, yeah, I didn't notice him as much as previous games. He had 22 touches. Um, he still, you know, you see him take a good occasional overhead mark, but yeah, watching it live uh, from you know at the ground is always a bit tricky. Sometimes spotting people out, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't say I noticed him much. What about Chera? I thought again another solid game from him after a bit, a bit of a quieter outing last week. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was very good, and they had him um, in the guts a lot of center bounces this week, which he wasn't getting previously. Yeah, um, I was happy to see that. He's had 33 Let's touches. Yeah, six tackles. Once again, 15 kicks. Um, yeah, as opposed to, to how Walsh and Cripps are going about it. Walsh not kicking the ball for some reason. We're talking about him not you know, quite being back to his old self, but it was good to see. So we had at least people like Chair and Doc trying to trying to use the ball uh, and gain some ground. Um, so you didn't rate Walsh's game? I thought he was okay. Okay. I just don't feel like it quite came off for him. Um, yeah. So he had 29 touches. He had only the 10 kicks. So he had 19 handballs. He only gained 277 metres. Um, he had yeah, seven okay, clangers. Uh, I feel like part of his problem is he's like the, the lone wolf in the midfield in terms of his running ability. Uh, and yeah. there was a few times where we're clearly trying to take advantage of it, but he's running by himself and it's pretty easy to pick someone off when they're running by themselves. You need two or three in a wave so they can – yeah, like you know, what Colin would do. Yeah, flick it between themselves. Um, and then if someone gets taken out, blocked, tackled, you know, you've still got a couple running. But when he's just peeling off by himself and he got caught a couple of times, I like him he trying. He gets caught holding the ball a few times. Yeah, he does. And I, yeah. I like what he's trying to do. He's trying to create something and, and be ag- aggressive with his running. And um, I think that's pretty important. And he got quite a few. Yeah, he got his four clearances as well. But. Uh, as I said, he's just sort of doing a, a lone hand, and it just it looks hard. It looks like it's hard work, and uh, yeah. didn't I felt like Collingwood did a good job of keeping on top of him. He just didn't when he did go on those runs. He's never quite found the time to also deliver the ball. Yeah, I think that that's true. He didn't have as much of an impact. What about Captain Cripper in a bit of a down patch? I think it's fair to say down patch. Um, you know. Not a bad game for him, you know, 26 touches for him. He's had a couple of moments him. though where his disposal was a bit poor or yeah, I don't know. not quite as sharp as he used to be. Um, sort of the same complaints I just had about Walsh. Doesn't sort of, you know, he gained 374 metres. Um, yeah. He had five five clearances. I'll have to have a look. Four clearances, um, five inside 50s. I look Better than some of his – he's had some really bad games this year. Well, not really, but it's not up to his standard. By uh, his standards, Today, yeah. if like that was his down game, that's fine. He did a few a few things where I yeah, thought I that's not bad. Like a few kicks on his left or if he got the odd clearance here or um, – Not you know, the prolific Captain Cripper games that we need in these big matches. I thought he might have been up for it. You know, he's a big match player. MCG Collingwood must win game. I kind of expected him to tear it apart, and he definitely didn't have that level of impact. Yeah, the, the, you think that he's been at it for a while. You think you'd have some more 
uh, a trick. So I was watching him with a couple of clearances. And so he, he does the team thing. He, like, there was one where he, was, when he went to try to put a block on for Walsh. He seems to want, he seemed to, I don't know how it looked on TV. He looked like he was trying to get Walsh the ball a lot today. He seemed to Oh, be, my gosh, yes. I yeah. saw that. They were just linking up time and time again. Yeah, really looks for him all the time. It's like he's like Crips has gone, a bit like the fish and Crips. It's now the... the, <laughs> the Cri- what do you call this? Crippin. No, there's know. nothing. No. I don't know I was trying to think of something fast, something fish and chips related, but nothing came to, came to mind. Uh, but, yeah, he was trying to put blocks on for him at clearances, but it was sort of funny because... You know, there was one where I watched and he went to put a block. I think it was Degoe that was sitting on Walsh and so he puts a block on Degoe and goes, like, that's fine, I'll just I'll just sit on you. And then yeah. Pendles just went to Walsh. It didn't affect them at all. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, and let's just finish with the midfield. Pitto, I think he got well beaten actually today. What did you think at the ground? Um, yeah, I didn't think he was he was too good. Um, I think... It just made me think he's always trying to go for that same tap to Crips. And I don't know, it just didn't seem to... Once, I think TDK possibly should have come in a different look. This week against the Pies, something a bit more dynamic. I mean, when TDK's in and not delivering, we cry out for Pitto, so you can't win. But I yeah. don't know, it was his 50th game, so shout out to Brad for that. But um, I don't know, nothing special as far okay. as I'm concerned. Just does continues not to offer you too much. Three marks, um, 13 touches. He obviously gets his hit outs. That's like his, his bread and butter. But other than that, he's just not much, is he? And he's not super mobile and uh, big cocks managed to get forward and, and didn't really hurt us, but managed to take quite a few marks when pushing forward. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure the club hopes and thinks TDK will be, will eventually be number one rock. I'm, I'm convinced that's where they're going. So, cause they've recruited young well, forwards. You've got Lemmy and oh, is it Darcy or who are the other, who's the other tall young forward we've got in the VFL. Anyway, We've recruited two young forwards. We haven't got really any other Ruckman on the list that look like they get any chance of coming in. Well, it doesn't look like we're going the right way about hanging on to him. He's got every club circling, all the talk in the media. I don't think it looks – I'm not confident we're getting that deal done. Uh, yeah, I think – neither. I wouldn't say I'm confident, but I, I would say I would be more inclined to think he's going to stay than, than go. I hope you're right because, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Pitto brings something solid and I've actually – been a big fan of his work, but I don't know, just with our team looking so boring and generic, I think he epitomizes that a bit. He does your, he does the textbook taps, but there's nothing more exciting or unpredictable happening around the ground. That's yeah, for sure. He definitely helps with the center clearances, but he doesn't do much else other than that. So the and then the problem when you bring in someone like TDK is that you're essentially rubbing yourself a bench spot because when TDK's in the mm. ruck, Pitto can't really do much else except sit on the bench. He just yeah, doesn't have any true. other any other role. It's and it's tempting. I can see why they like the idea of running the two of them, but it's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's in a team that's already not a team of good runners. I think it's probably is too harsh a penalty for, for the two of them in there. Yeah. 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 I think that's exactly what you said. We're not a team of good runners. I think that's an overarching problem, which we'll come to next quarter, maybe a lack of legs and run. Um, someone who's meant to give that and we've given a bit of a hard time to on this podcast, Blake Akers. what do you think of him today, Maddie? Uh, a bit like Crips, not his best, not his worst. Yeah. There was a few times where I was like, oh, that's, you know, he takes a good mark or he had a few good moments where he, he look, he goes at the ball. There was a few guys who did not beeline the ball a few times today, which annoyed me. McGovern was one. Yeah. Okay. Trying to think who was another one. But I think what I like about Akers is um, I don't think I'm ever going to criticize him for, for not putting his head over the ball or not running hard enough or not getting back in defense or not being in the right spot. He's. Yeah. 
just occasionally has some very iffy disposal. Uh, He's got lack of polish, but he <clears throat> works his butt off and gets in the right spots. Yeah. Uh, and so, look, I gave him I gave him a pass. I don't think he was up there in our better players, but I certainly did, wasn't out there um, angry at, at his contribution today. Yeah. Let's talk about the forward line. I want to start with Harry McKay, who got beaten up in the media all week, um, went back and slotted a goal within the first few minutes, and I thought maybe we were on. That's a really, you know, team-lifting, confidence-building moment for him. He took the drop punt when I think he normally would have gone around the corner from where he had that shot. Yeah, that's definitely a so, change. Yeah, it was definitely a change, and it was really great to see him kick a couple today and take some chances and hopefully get some confidence back. So I think that's a positive if we can take something out of today's game. A bit better from McKay. What did you think, Maddie? I'm just happy he kicked a couple and I know this is silly and it doesn't matter, but I love the fact he did go back from a few spots and kick drop punts just so people stop talking about it. It's not silly. It's not yeah, going exactly. to not gonna be the issue in the media this week or leading into the next game because he's just gone back and sort of done what people wanted. And and you're right, there was that and one that honest, was – it looked good. It did. That one he slotted. I'm so glad he slotted it too because – if yeah. he, you know, you're right. He would have normally definitely snapped it from there, and if he'd missed it with the the drop punt, you know, the question marks just still would have been there. Like, should he have gone back and snapped it? But totally. Uh, look, what I thought it sound like at the game, Maddie. Um, I very unfortunately, Blue Crew breaks my heart. It's the first time I missed a Carlton Collingwood game in person in many many years, but alas, <laughs> I did not make it to the ground in person. The baby must be fed. So. Um, Maddie, what did you make of? Was there a lot of noise around the ground when he kicked that? I was hoping that the atmosphere built for him. When yeah, I think everyone was pretty excited uh, when he when he kicked that one, and uh, he missed one that was a tough shot, and I can't remember what the other one he missed, but he got two goals, two for the day, um, six yeah. marks. I thought he there was a couple times where he was probably partially unlucky, but uh, there was a few times where I thought he could have maybe grabbed a couple marks that looked like they were there for the taking and just didn't quite manage to pull them down. But in yeah, okay. general, I thought he, I thought his day wasn't too bad. I, you know, you get two goals out of him and he, and he takes six marks. Um, it's not too bad. Not a bad return. He's had better games with his round-the-ground efforts, but I just wanted to give him a shout-out because it was just really nice to see him sort a couple after the weeks we've had. He wasn't our best forward on the day, though. Charlie Kerno, as per usual, providing the spark, providing the excitement, one of our best out there. He, he Every time he went near it, it looked like something was going to happen. He's one of the few players in our side at the moment that just has great disposal, is exciting, is doing something different. He's just a talented man. I'm glad we have him, and um, I think it's thanks to him that we – had any glimmer of hope at any point <laughs> in today's game. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised he only had the three goals next to his name. It felt like his impact was a lot more, but um, seven marks and 16 touches, and he was clearly our most dangerous and attracted the most attention up forward. But what I'm loving about what he's doing is his ability to, to fight through that and still have an impact. Uh, he doesn't yeah, get... Yeah, because he, he, he had the Darcy-Moore matchup, didn't he? Uh, Darcy f- moved depending on who was deepest and where Darcy wanted to be. So he was on Charlie a lot, but there were times where Darcy would go to Harry. Uh, just to, they, okay. they Darcy sort of, just killed us. We need to acknowledge that, that he, absolutely, he took a record-breaking level of intercept marks. It was yep. just killing me watching him out there. It was a really fascinating battle, and... I reckon this really sums up uh, Collingwood's attitude to how they play. So you look at our forwards, Kerno's kicked three, Harry's kicked two, they've missed a couple chances, Charlie's had a great game. But then you look at Darcy, who was arguably more influential than, than Charlie. You, know, you could almost say like if they, was, they weren't perfectly mm. matched up, but let's just pretend they were, which game would you want? You're probably probably going to go with Darcy's game, the the 11 intercept yeah. marks, uh, you know, 
every time the ball got kicked towards him, the whole crowd would be like, oh, he's kicked it straight to Darcy again. Um, yeah. And so while Darcy did concede a few goals with his uh, aggressive opponent, positioning, so yeah, he was trying to get in spots to take marks, he gave up a few goals, but on the flip side, he, he saved so many and generated so many more from what he was doing. And I think that's yeah. exactly, you know, the, you have Voss's statement, if we're not kicking goals, then neither should they. Well, then you've got Collingwood who are essentially just going, you might get a few, but we're going to kick a lot more than what you will with yes. the way we play. Um, Bang on, Maddie. That's a really, really good pick-up and way to put it. With totally the, the different different in philosophies, yeah. Yeah, and a much more attractive philosophy. Um, yeah, no, I really like that, Maddie. That's a good observation. But despite, I think you're right, if we had the direct matchup, even though we didn't, more maybe took the chocolates, I still thought Charlie was one of our best and um, without him out there it would have been a far more depressing day. Oh, definitely. Uh, the small forwards, we've given Motlop a bit of a kicking up the butt in the whipping boy. What about Durden and Oes? We liked Oes, obviously. I guess that leaves Durds. Yeah, and uh, I didn't even notice Durds out there much at the game. Probably not one of his better games really, was it? I don't know if he was just not in the right spots or something, but, yeah, he just – normally even if he's not getting the ball, he's you know, you can see him, you notice him. He's applying good pressure and – but, uh, yeah, I don't know if he just copped a little bit of an injury or something, but – uh, I know he cramped yeah. towards the end, but yeah, it just wasn't his wasn't his night. No, shall we do our votes, Maddie? I think that's talked through. Yeah, most of the team. Let's jump in. All right, the Blue Pod BNF. We're recording pretty much straight after the game, so I don't have the leaderboard in front of me, but we'll update it and put it on our socials. The Blue Pod at Twitter, the Blue Pod on Instagram. If you knew, we get 10 votes, Maddie and I. We have to cast all 10, but we can't give one player more than five. Five has only been dished out once in our many episodes <laughs> of the Blue Pod, and I don't think today's going to get another one unless you surprise me, Maddie. So what are your votes? <laughs> uh, I, I changed what I was going to do a couple of times. At first I was like, no one's getting like high number of votes. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? There's not. And then I start trying to list who I You'd want to You'd have to give. find more people. Yeah, exactly. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, actually, easy. I don't have many people I want to give votes to. So I've gone three votes for Doc, Chera and Kerno, Charlie. Yeah, okay. And then that leaves me with one vote to give to make it 10, Tess. Yeah, would, And then I gave that to Boyd because uh, for all the reasons uh, you listed him as your boy, I snuck him into my votes. Yeah, no, nah, very good. And similar votes from me. I've given three to Doc, three to Charlie Kerno, two to Chera. That gives me two left. For <laughs> home. And I gave one to McKay, as I mentioned, just, just happy for him that he got a couple on the board and one to Walsh, even though it wasn't a perfect game. I thought he gave us a bit of run and cracked in. Yeah. All right, Maddie, let's go into the third quarter. An interesting segment this week, as always at the moment, unfortunately, the coach's box. <laughs> We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best, and that's what, as competitors, we'll try and strive for. All right, Maddie. Uh, coach's box, we look at things from the coach's box perspective, obviously. Um, let's start with team selection. I haven't got it written down. Again, doing the pod quickly and getting it out there for you guys, so apologies. But, that's right. Um, do you have it in front of you, Maddie, or we'll just go off the top of our heads? Uh, I feel like I knew what it was. So we had uh, – Ed was the sub, but he came into the team. Uh, Hewitt out and – Boyd. Boyd in, yep. Yep, yep. So I think that was it. Oh, is so that it? No TDK. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. No TDK, no Fish, uh, no Cowan, I guess, no Dow, obviously. Um, so when we 
we thought the team might not be particularly changed and we suspect you it was oh, managed Chinkotta. that. Knew there must be someone Chinkotta. else. When we Chinkotta yes, was dropped. Yes, yeah, yes, so yes. it was Chinkotta and Hewitt out essentially and Ed uh, Kerno and Boyd in. Yeah, yeah. So that was fine. Um, do you want to quickly reel us through the notable team stats before we... Yeah, so I'm going to gloss over a few, uh, but we managed to just pip him in disposals. We had the same amount of inside 50s for the game. Obviously, our efficiency is no good. Uh, We tied the hitouts. We won the clearances. Um, Turnovers were pretty much the same. It's it's like very similar to previous weeks where the stats are very similar. Uh, They had more marks than us. They had 13 inside 50 marks to our nine. and uh, contested marks all about the same. Tackles inside 50. Both teams laid a few, 10 and 12. Tackles were the same. And, and yeah, it's, it's pretty free much... Free kicks. I think pretty, we got the rub of the green. Pre, yeah, uh, free kicks actually, they evened it up a bit towards the end, but it was 22-18. We did sort of have the rub of the green early, but it all, all leveled itself out. There was a stat I heard because I was into the radio for a little bit. In the first half, I think the AFL average for... God, I'm going off the top of my head, but I think they were saying the average for intercept marks in defensive 50 for a game is seven, and Collingwood already had seven at half time. Yeah, uh, see. And, and like, I know. It just proves the point about uh, that's the biggest problem. Uh, going inside 50, our efficiency is hopeless, and then finishing a play when we do get a chance, hopeless. I, just, yep. I think it's a bigger problem than defense, personally. Yeah, so do I. It, look, it, well, it covers. It, covers it over doesn't it if you're kicking more goals in the opposition you, you'll win even if your defense isn't that great um but anyway yeah now we've alluded to Vossi's presser a few times let's talk about it he came out and I thought to myself if he gets into that press conference and says the effort was good the stats were not that far off it I will tear my hair out and he didn't to his credit he seemed a bit pissed off frankly didn't he Maddie? I don't know what you made of it but a much sterner a much more disappointed press conference from Vossi um I've got some Quotes from him here, we just expect better. That's from good players and from role players. That's everyone. We want to be known for how we go about things and we're not there. Um, We're falling short. We're in the fight, but it's not good enough. Um, That comment you make about if they're not scoring, neither uh, if we're not scoring, neither should they be. That was depressing. Um, But basically came out pretty bluntly and said he wasn't happy. Yeah, put the blasted the whole team really. He refused to single anyone out. Didn't want to talk about young or weeders. Said it's a it's a team defense. Everyone should be buying in. And um, yeah, <clears throat> it was nice to see him fight up a little. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was happy. I was watching it, thinking, "Here we go. This is going to irritate me more." And I thought, "Okay, no, don't mind that tone." And as you mentioned, and I then went and had a look at it. And Blueker, if you haven't have a look at Bossy's presser and also Sam Doherty's post match interviews on Seven and with Carlton Media, he had the same message that. Um, we're just not we're not there yet. We're not as good as the best teams in the comp and that's a frustrating reality. And I know there's I think there might have been a spray in the rooms post match because it kind of had that energy about it. Yeah, I th- they've been hinting towards this for a little while in terms of um, setting us up for we're not where we want to be. Um, yeah. and they he drew he just drilled that home today. We're not we're not good enough, don't know if we're gonna make finals, and um, he's blaming our shoddy defense. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I, I feel like a broken record putting these kind of questions to you, but everyone is when when you get frustrated like this and when you think we've got a list and um, actually on that I'll come back to that, but everyone then gets frustrated at the coach for not making the most of it. We're not meeting expectations and we're not progressing, I think is the worst part about it. And Jake and I all had a really good piece in The Age, which 
Um, if you're able to have a read of that, I would saying, why is everyone so busy spending all this time bashing Carlton? It's because we're not progressing and everyone expects more. It's the weight of expectation when we're not necessarily that much worse than last year. Just the fact that we're worse is the problem. But since we are going backwards, if not forwards with this group, um, the, you know, everyone starts circling for the coach. The walls start circling. Um, where are you at on that, Maddie? I'll give you my view after you give me yours. Uh, I haven't changed my position from last week. And, I would want to see some improvement, but it's not unusual for teams to have a step back before they go forward. And the and it's it's, yeah. it, it's very easy just you know you compare other teams and the and the team I like to think of is um, I remember when Melbourne had a lot of expectation on them, similar to us. They had a lot of high draft picks. They had a, a good team on paper. Um, they were yeah. ready to go, and I think they'd done well. They may have even finished top four the previous season, so they or made finals and looked good. I can't remember. So they've done more than what we had done, but then they had a season where they bombed out. Um, yeah, they had okay. a really horrible season, uh, and then they essentially just went out and they got their their defensive structure right and came out the next year with this unbelievably well organized defense. And on the back of that, they ended up having uh, a really successful run that they've been having, and they won that flag. So. Uh, yeah. If if you want to be the optimist, uh, I I want to you try draw the parallel between our side what happened with the Melbourne and, and maybe what's happening with us, especially with the uh, the narrative that Voss is putting out there that defence uh, needs to improve. And while that doesn't mm-hmm. excite me in the slightest, let's just pray yeah. that we come out with this amazing team defence, which leads to more off better offense uh and that's that's the the hope i've got but i'm 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 gonna and i'll probably say it all year unless we continue to lose horribly all year and i'll probably then change my tune but if we just peter on through the year we just miss finals again a bit up and down and show some glimpses uh, i'm i'm just willing to give them the year out and and uh and and just say just give me something for next year just give me a bit of a look of what we're going to be going towards yeah, I agree, Maddie. And in similar veins, there's obviously the the Richmond story where everyone came circling for Hardwick and was really unsatisfied in 2016 when they finished 13th and everyone was calling for his head and wanting him to uh, exit the club and they backed him in for another season and then obviously they had that, you know, they didn't, they bounced back and had that amazing era. Um, similarly, I don't mind the thought, how many times can we sack a coach and hope for a new coach bounce and then peter out? I think Vossi, he's a Carlton man. He's Carlton supported as a childhood, um, as a boy. He's a competitive man. He's a, got a presence. He's a leader. Yes, we're not liking what we're seeing at the moment, but I'm I'm hopeful as you are that there's something there, some tinkering, and let's let's back our man in for once. And I know that opinion isn't popular in other media and other podcasts or whatever people listen to might have different views, but I'm with you for now. Unless something drastically changes, I think – we need to back it, back him in. Um, I don't love what I'm seeing though at the moment, Maddie. So, what are mm. you thinking about the game plan more broadly from what you saw today? Oh, very confused. I, the, and a bit like with the well, sorry, with Walsh, she's a bit of a lone hand. I think, uh, and and this is not new commentary. I think there's been a lot of people saying this. There's some people who are setting up for uh, down the line contested work, and then I felt like we had some people setting up for a bit more of an aggressive through the middle. And we sort of was doing half a dozen of one, half a dozen of the other, uh, which amounted to uh, a nothing. And yeah, I think they need to go back and it probably might be the buy round or something like that, but they need to say, look, I don't like it, but if they're going to go back and say, no, we're going to stick to this 
down the line play. We're going to be contested, and I'm just going to go through it. Just they need to they need to pick a route. I hope they don't. I hope they find a bit of a, a bit of a better balance. Nothing sums up, and we talked about the Darcy Moore thing, but our kick-ins to the same side of the ground to the same spot every time. Yeah. Occasionally, oh maybe one in one in twenty or thirty kicks go like somewhere unexpected. But generally speaking, we don't do anything from the middle. And there was a couple Collingwood actually do something from their kick-ins. It's just yeah, such a simple they thing. They transitioned it time and time again. They just with ease got it. Uh, yeah, through our, through our defense down the other end, and yeah, it's a perfect example of what the comparison between the two sides, isn't it? And look, maybe it's a bit like when we played West Coast, we were able to be a bit more adventurous because West Coast never hurt us on the on the rebound, and maybe teams yeah. aren't as, as worried about us hurting them on the rebound, so they do do a bit more adventurous things. But um, I can't say I see anything with what they're doing that excites me or is innovative. Um, so I know it's ironic, isn't it? We're both like we're not excited. We don't like the game plan. Game plan. Everyone looks confused, but we back him in. <laughs> uh, you just you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, and uh, <coughs> yeah, and obviously he's not getting what he wants out on the field. That was dead part of the message today. We're not we're not delivering what he what he is envisioning us to be. So it's hard to judge. It's just the team's just playing so badly and you just don't know what the problem is. So There's it's, such a lapse in form. Is it fitness? Is it our fitness guys? Is it, you know, skill errors? I mean, maybe those are coaching things, but I don't think it's all game plan and strategy. I think it's, as we've talked about, a terrible communal slump in form and confidence. There are some things the head coach can address, but to an extent we just we need the players. There's a lot of onus that needs to go on the players here. Yeah. Look, it is becoming a very broken <laughs> record. I feel like we say the same thing every week, so I don't want to – regurgitate the same stuff too much. It's just, for me, it's just so hard to judge because our players are playing so badly but and our game yeah. plan seems equally awful and it's hard to know. It's like the chicken and the egg, you know. It's just yeah. who knows. Um, I've lost a visual on you again, Manny, just as a side note for everyone. But anyway, um, next week we've only got five days to turn it around. We've got Sydney on a Friday night at the SCG. You're back. Um, what changes would you be making, Maddie, for that game, if any? Sorry, I was so busy getting it back. I missed your question. Oh, you disappeared. The audio as well. We're just. No, I'm here. Having some glitches. There we are. He's back. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. It keeps chopping my video out on me. That's all good. Um, so, yeah, what changes, Maddie, if any? Sorry about Next that. Next week. Uh, I had a glance at the VFL team, which, which lost on the weekend. Um, Paddy Dow smashed it again. Paddy Dow had that. a really good game. Um, Kemp had a good game. Bins, Fog, and I feel like there's one I'm missing. Oh, TDK. TDK. Yeah, yeah. I think they all probably are standouts from what I could could see. Um, Who would you be getting in then? I'd be I'd give Dow run. I don't know if there's even a point saying it, but well, did you see? It can't Voss, be that bad. Boss got asked about him. Yeah, and I don't know. Just. There's just a look in his eye when he's asked about Dow, like fat chance, but maybe. That's just <laughs> uh, look, the only Dow, I hope Dow seems to have is if things get so bad that they just start going, why not? Um, and apparently we've got so many midfielders we're trying to squeeze them in the back line. I don't so. like how many midfielders we're trying to squeeze in. I get you want to have a rotation. I just don't know. I just don't feel like the guys we have in there are versatile like they seem to think they are. Um, yeah. Holland's being subbed out early was interesting. We sort of mulled on it a little bit last week, but um, having a guy who's only playing half a game doesn't seem 
uh, unless they're trying to nurse him through to the bye a bit to try to get him through the back end of the, the season. But, um, oh, mm. you know, it's sort of he might be crying out for rest. Maybe. Ed was purely bought in, I think, for the role on, on Dacos and he's been managing to hold a spot. Uh, but I wonder if... Um, you know, maybe it's time for him to let something make way so that we can get a bit sauce, more maybe. movement. Yep. It, it sauce to me all just simply depends on what they're going to do with the ruck situation. So uh, maybe TDK for sauce is a possibility. Yeah, that is a possibility. If we go with two and maybe got, if Dow somehow got to look in, it could be Ed for Dow, but it doesn't sound likely. I'd like Kemp back in the side. I, don't, I felt like it was a bit soon for him to be dropped if, don't know if it's really like for like if Ollie comes out though, but the one good thing I think is it, some changes would be good. Yeah. Like you mentioned at the start of the pod, we're we're flush for for players at the moment. We have a lot of players who are fit and ready to go. We have yeah, exactly. Only two on the long term injury. It's it's Williams and Philp, and I, I think Martin pulled oh, out. How'd Marchi go? Marchi Mar- uh, had a look. Felt. Didn't look like he had many touches when I had a look, but he he's having a run. And Martin pulled out last minute with. Calf niggles or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But we've almost well, got. I a f- wouldn't mind some changes. Yeah, almost got a full, full healthy list. But yeah, there's no real obvious ones for me. There's a few that I could see happening, but there's no nothing that I'm I'm crying out for. Isn't it concerning? We've got it a is a bit. Fit is list, a bit of a so worry. There's nothing we can. Nothing we can blame. All right, let's get into the fourth quarter and open the mailbag. All right, we put a call out for your questions on our Instagram, the.bluepod, and on Twitter, the Blue Pod. Um, we've done that after the match. We'll see how many we've got because yep, obviously we're recording quite soon. Rapid fire. Let's smash through, through them. Yep. All right, Instagram. Just some comments. Didn't even watch. Couldn't be bothered watching the same crap every week. Voss clearly not happy impressor. Didn't give much. Send the boys on a trip like Richmond did in 2017. Bomb in, bomb in, bomb in. What's the definition of insanity? <laughs> so there's just some comments that we've got. Um, here's a question from Flicker Loves. Where has all the players' natural footy ability gone to? It's like watching soulless footy. Yeah, it really has been sapped out of them. And as we said, it's the uh, it feels like chicken or egg. It's hard to know if it's just players desperately out of form, which um, a few guys seem to say case. that last week, um, or how much is this game plan ruining any of our guys' ability to do something, but uh, it's looking more and more like we've just got a bunch of guys who are just not having their best season at the same time. Maybe we just need to consign ourselves, which would be depressing to this, just not being it, being that season, that season like we talked about, Melbourne, maybe Richmond, where we peter out, go away in the preseason and then have some amazing bounce. But I just don't – I don't really want to write this season off like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to feel like we need to. Mickey C says on Twitter, the Blue Pod on Twitter, Let's put aside tactics or lack thereof for now. What is going on with our football skills? We used to just be a crappy kicking team. Now we handball it to guys that are already being tackled over their heads or too short. Does it look as bad live? Does it look as bad live at the ground? Maddie, let's throw that one to you since you were there today. Yeah, there weren't as many today as there were in the doggies one. There was a few skill errors in the doggies one where they were just so bad. Like there was, you know, you, it, they almost it was so it was so hard to kick it to the opposition yet they somehow managed to do it um it was impressive yeah. whereas today there was there was a couple <laughs> where you were just like that was that was really poor but it, i felt like in general um not as bad today but yeah we're very good at handballing to teammates under pressure very good at um giving the ball a lot of hang time and giving the opposition plenty of time yeah. to cover people Lofty off kicks. yeah and handballs yeah. too yeah very slow ball uh not necessarily ball movement just yeah, just medicine not very. Balls, yeah, so a lot times. of medicine. Well, no yeah. penetration on some of those handballs, and 
Uh, and then when we do try sort of drill one, it just doesn't seem to, to quite come off. They're just, yeah, just uh, not working we, out. And that's what we've been talking about, Mickey. Um, it's, you know, we can talk tactics, strategy, game plan, but at the end of the day, awful skills are killing us. Awful execution, awful entry inside 50. So, yeah, chicken and egg, who knows? But I think skills are terrible right now. Tim W., who had lofty hopes and gave us the hypothetical of a Raptors oh, victory. Right. Says, imagine it, Sunday night, the Blues fans are in raptures. Then I woke up. Damn, reality hurts. I think our first step is to go back and regain confidence by doing the basics well. Nothing more, nothing less. Then we climb the hill again and then he's got an exasperated, ah, we feel you, Tim. Yeah, very um, uninspiring, but I think that's what we're going to see. I think Voss is going to come out and demand that we uh, are accountable and play this team defense. So I think we're going to see some back-to-basics. We need to, to be honest. Mark DT, assuming Hollands wasn't injured, was subbing him off incredibly baffling considering our lack of run. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems odd. Uh, and they all they shuffled all the, the deck around, all the deck chairs around to, to make it work with Hewitt coming back in. Um, that's why I feel like Hollands must be a bit sore or uh, something like yeah. that. There's, or else they were disappointed with what Sidebottom was doing up till halftime. Uh, Cybom sort of had a, had a wing to himself. Um, well, I think that we also needed a different look. We were thirty points down. The game, you know, Hewitt's a quality player. Maybe they thought injecting him in, and it's true. As you say, maybe Holmes was a bit sore. It just had to be the trigger had to be pulled early. Um, Paul Walsh says, unfortunately, Voss seems to be the scapegoat for a second rate fitness program overseen by a guru in those little commas, who lost his hunger after his Hawthorne days and set of assistant coaches who can't put any systems in place that complement each other. There is no cohesion whatsoever. What do you think, Maddie? Is Vossi the scapegoat for those around him not pulling their weight? Um, I know we seem to have a terrible track record on this pod of not remembering people's names. Russell is the, the fitness yes, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, the only issue I have with Russell is the, the size of check he is taking home at the moment. And, look, yeah. we did that to lure him out. Our but injury list is short. It, that is it. He is, we're finally to the point where we have a very minimal injury list, so we can't complain about that. He's got them on the park. Uh, if we were up and you know, up and firing at the moment, we would be laughing. But um, I don't know if you saw the the team, the VFL team sheet going around. It was great. It was so many Carlton players on it, um, way more than I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Uh, and if, look, if he's got everyone fitting on the park, you can't really complain. I just we just were paying him way overs, uh, considering there's a lot of very capable people in that field, and I can see where they were tempted because our list was very injury prone, but. I wouldn't say it probably turned out to be worth it. Yeah, and there's a bit of a lack of cohesion between the assistant coaches putting systems in place that complement each other. Well, wouldn't Voss be accountable for that? Shouldn't he be bringing you would hope the cohesion? So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, Sudi De Winter says, from the outset today, it was obvious that our confidence is shot, decision-making and skill errors, and we are slow. Collingwood speed made this even more evident. I don't see how we remedy things quickly. Surely finals are beyond us now. Hmm. We do look slow. I agree it's, with a lot of that. I was looking at some of the stats at half time. You got the little Telstra tracker stuff. And such an interesting uh, look at the stats. We covered this about the same amount of kilometers, but um, we were running faster on defense and on offense. Um, it just goes it goes to show a good ball use. Uh, can do for making yeah, a team look good. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. The big, the the one big difference in stats was repeat sprint efforts or sprint efforts. They were way higher than our team. So they're That's also yeah, they're also doing a lot more short, sharp, hard running. Whereas our players tend to do the uh, if you want to pretend they're track athletes, 
Collingwood are a team of 400 meter athletes and we've got, you know, 5k runners. That's, it's sort of, that's what it looked like when you looked at those running stats. Yeah. Okay. So not the burst runners, the endurance for us. Yeah. Um, but it, I agree that it playing Collingwood today just shows the difference between confidence and speed on the ball. A team that are happy to put speed on the ball and playing with confidence versus, as we previewed last week, the slow motion devoid of confidence blues. It's, it was all definitely highlighted. Yeah. And our finals beyond us now, I'm concerned, Sudi, they may be. They may be. I did have a little quick look going forward and we have a couple tough games, but there are plenty winnable games. So it's definitely still in, uh, we have control. Yeah. I think we've still got control of our own destiny to a point, but gee, we're going to need a a turn of uh, form reversal. And next week, Sydney and Sydney is going to be a really, Sydney haven't been playing that well, but it is in Sydney's home turf. So that'll be another really good test. It'd be a a good victory. It could, you know, another chance for a, a turning point. Yeah, I agree. Let's hope so. We need that. Um, Dom in the Den says, okay, broken record, I know, but Paddy Dow had another 40 possession game in the VFL, took strong overhead marks, hit up forwards, hit forwards up, laces out, one contested ball, 10 clearances. Just give him a token and emergency selection, even if it's just token. <laughs> I think we've covered that. We, we agree. I think he, I don't know, where do you fit him, I suppose, but at some point you've got to reward that form. It's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, no, I feel like it's got to be closing in, especially with the way the season's going. What harm is it going to do to to give him a run? It'll, it'll At least it'll shut everyone up for, for a few weeks. Yeah, totally. See what he can do. Dom in the Dan, a follow-up question. Also, outside a terrible first quarter, was this a good result? This is the thing. We kind of matched it with them, but after we gave them that leap, I still wouldn't call it a good result though, really. What would, what do you think, Manny? No, I was pleased we hung around, but um, when we didn't narrow the gap and it was going into the last quarter, the, the writing, it was, just, it was always going to be too big a lead to, to reel in, especially against Collingwood. Um, yeah. I just didn't leave the game as uh, – when it was in the first quarter – I was really concerned, so I didn't leave the game as disappointed as I was going to be, but it was really, really, uh, really sad to have the game pretty much over by quarter time. Yeah, very disappointing. We we look forward to this game all year. It's against the arch rivals. They stung us last year, thought they'd be revenge. So, yeah, to have us basically buried and only match it but yeah. never plug away at that gap for the rest of the game, very to, disappointing. To show how little chance we had of coming back, most people watched a couple guys have a really good fight down in the – uh, on level one, everyone was watching that. A for, really good fight. Everyone was watching that. Do not condone violence on the blue field. Everyone was watching that for about five minutes and no one was watching the football in the last quarter over that the That was more area. interesting, yeah. was it? Yeah. Jeez. Let's finish with this question, Maddie, and I'm interested in your answer. The flight sticker says, question, had to work and I missed the game. I, I now know the result. Should I actually watch the game? Did we not play with dare confidence and take the first option? <laughs> would you watch it, Maddie, if you'd missed it? Mm, uh, I would just skip the first quarter and then start in the, the second quarter and don't worry about the score. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That sounds good. All right, predictions. You've just mentioned it. We've got Sydney and Sydney on Friday. Gosh, I feel like I'm saying it every week, but we need to, a win. <laughs> we need to turn things around. Five out of six games we've lost. Um, as you say, it is in our destiny the rest of the season. We've got a pretty good run. This is our hard patch. So, if we can start some winning form now, it's not too late. So it needs to happen. What's your prediction? We're always ever the optimists here. I think, and look, I every week I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to pick him next week. But Voss did sort of put the heat on them. So it'll be telling if they respond. And I expect them to respond like they should have responded this week, hopefully. And uh, let's see if we can uh, snatch a, a nice three-goal victory up there in, in Sydney. 
Three or victory. I'm going nine points because it just came to me. <laughs> a victory as well. One one week we need to not uh, tip them to win, put the muzzle on the other side and see if it works and then keep going with it. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode. If you've liked what you've listened to, hit subscribe and we'll pop up wherever you're listening to your podcast when we drop an episode. If you want to help us even more, tell your friends about us or leave us a rave review. We love all of that. And I must say, Maddie, and I should flick some of them to you, we do read them and we've got some really good comments from you guys and we appreciate you listening. All right, we'll see you next week, hopefully after a win. Go Blues.